Views and opinions of any of the guests of After Hours AM are not necessarily the views and opinions of After Hours AM, its hosts, its staff, or any of its affiliates. Broadcasting live from the After Hours AM studio, Joel Sturgis and Eric Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of After Hours AM. I'm your host, Joel Sturgis, right along with me. Eric Olson, eating a fajita. Are you eating a fajita? Fajita. I just swallowed a healthy chunk and it burned all the way down. Oh, wow. Well, now we know what you're eating during the show, so that's a good thing. At least you have well, nourishment. Well, I may not eat again, you know, at least till the break. Well, you may not. You, you may not. Maybe you're like a snake and you only eat like once a year. Who knows? Exactly. You, and you, then I... And I shed my skin. That's exactly. That explains, I so, that explains why you look so damn young, man. That explains exactly. everything right there. I thought for a long time you're a vampire. Uh, you should. <laughs> you should see me in the morning, though. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> People go. Uh, oh. I look much more like oh, my yeah, age at that yeah, point. Yes, yes. And last night we had a great show. By the way, just a recap. You if you missed it, with Mr. Jeff Mudgett from American Ripper. He came on and kind of told us where the bodies are buried and literally. literally and figuratively and got down to the bottom of it. But when he talked about the brain still being the skull of, I believe it'll be H.H. Holmes personally, but uh, it's still in the skull of the cadaver that they took out of that crypt. Uh, that, that was really damn creepy and cool at the same time. It was wild. It I was absolutely very, very agree. Wild. That's amazing. I mean, look, let's let's put it this way. Whether we buy into the central theme or not, there's enough other things going on, and the show is well enough made and compelling enough that I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's me really too. interesting. I like I like his uh, co-host or co-star. Oh yeah, the ex-CIA operative woman. <laughs> you know, she seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> she's not, she's not going to put up with yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, she's there for the adolescent boy crowd right there. Well, maybe, but, uh, I don't, you know, she's not going to put up with nonsense. Well, and, uh, exactly, exactly. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, it, it, it's controversial 
and we don't it shy is. away from controversy. Uh, you know, quick programming note. We embrace note. it. We do. We love it. We kiss on the forehead like our own child, controversy, once in a while, because guess what? Controversy creates what, Eric? Controversy. Prince, uh, it, uh, ratings? Yes, ratings gold, my friend. Listeners? Listeners, cash, you know. Someday, that kind of revenue? Stuff. Sure, <laughs> sure. Hey, uh, by the way, quick programming note. Uh, if you missed last night's show, we're coming at you with After Hours AM Deeper Cuts on Tuesday nights with Mr. Greg Bakken and I will take you through the deeper story behind a lot of your your favorite paranormal peeps. Uh, first, right out of the gate, we're having Andrea Perron on. And, of course, everybody remembers her from when she was on After Hours. We're going a little bit deeper that story, behind the scenes of The Conjuring, and uh, get her take on a lot of the things that have transpired since our, our interview as well, because there have been some things that did transpire, by the way. So we'll catch sure, up with absolutely. her. And then, of course, the following week, we're going to be talking cryptids with our good friend Eric Altman, and he's going to be telling us all about you know, Bigfoot, Dogman, all that kind of good stuff. So a couple of great shows right off the bat. And, of course, you know, we will continue to bring you great content along with The Criminal Code and this very show, the original After Hours AM. So nothing is being retracted. We're only expanding, baby. We are expanding like a blimp. <laughs> we, we are. We, we Hopefully are. Hopefully we will not go down in flames. That is like true. Like the Hindenburg. Oh my God, the humanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't want to do that. Do not want to do that. that. Could you imagine being like the, I don't know, like the waitress on the Hindenburg when that thing was going down? Man, did I pick the wrong yeah. night to work. Do I get hazard pay for this? Oh, going down in flames, <laughs> literally. That, and then, of course, other big news is September, by the way, Eric. Uh, September, I will be back in Reamer, Minnesota, because they're having the Bigfoot Music Festival. So I will be over there. They're having some rock and roll bands. You mean a, like a different They are. Yes, than, whole different Bigfoot Festival. One? Yes, whole different festival. And, of course, you can check that out over on my Facebook page. Just search me out, Joel Sturgis, or just check out After Hours AM slash America's Most Haunted Group over there on Facebook, and you can see where you can buy your tickets and stuff like that. Attend. I plan to be there. I think it'll be a good time. I wonder if the old Squatcher is going to get up and play a little banjo. Oh, my. That, you mean that'd be, that'd be Bigfoot himself? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. I want Bigfoot to show up and start riffing. Riffing so he's on got a, old Strat. He's got opposable thumbs, huh? He does have opposable thumbs, according to what everybody's been telling me. All right. So well, he better I'd, show I'd up. I'd like to see that. I want him to bring his strat with him. And, and, Lure him with Jack Link's jerky. That's right. Exactly. Bring him into town and then have him play a little ditty or two. And then one more note. We In October, man, we are busy over here. October, uh, me and Greg, and of course, God willing, and uh, Eric can join us over at Paracon, Minnesota, in Minoman, Minnesota. But that's a long way from Eric, so if he makes it, that'd be awesome. But if not, I know he'll be with us in spirit. And drop by our table. We'll be doing a live broadcast as well as giving away a few things. So definitely going to want to check that out too, Paracon over there at the Shooting Star Casino. Wow. Yeah, we are really, really busy. And uh, it's been great. And I want to thank everybody that has supported the show enough to give us a third night and enough to come out and see us, quite honestly, because, you know, I wouldn't even want to see me. So, you know, just saying. 
You're going to see you if you bring I, a mirror well, or something. I, or, or maybe I avoid. You pass, maybe if you walk over a puddle of I, water. I avoid mirrors at all costs. I do. I, see, I don't have hair, Eric, so I'm not concerned about combing it. I understand. So, so, I, know, I don't have an overabundance of hair. So, so you know, I go, oh, do I really want to look in the mirror today? Oh, my God, look what happened to me. Every time, so, you know, I avoid them. And I was hoping to become a vampire, much like you, so I wouldn't have uh, a reflection anymore. Ah, yes. But well, that, it is an advantage. <laughs> that, that backfired on me, of course. You know, I still am very, very human. But tonight we have a great show on tap. We've got a great guest. And uh, actually, you were on her radio show. I was, so, just Tuesday. Yeah, it was so fun. Uh, we're, we're having uh, Becky Vickers. Uh, that's what it is. Becky Vickers. I knew who it was. I just wanted to actually give a web address, if I could, really quick while we're talking. Don't leave us, though. But go to www.beckshunters.com because actually the Beck stands for something now. It's not really a name. It is kind of cool. I think it stands for behind every cloud is a kindred soul. I think it's what it stands for. Uh, it does, so, which, you know, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a bit of a stretch, let's face it. It, it, it but, is, it is, but hey, you know, it's all good. It's all good. It is all good. It is so, all absolutely good. And I had a ball on her show, and I know she's going to be a great guest. She's been an investigator for over 35 years, and she got into it for only the very best reasons, which we will talk about. And she is the world's foremost authority and i've heard of this of goatman's bridge have you heard of that no where's goatman's bridge located denton texas north really? texas. see now once upon a time i used to reside in texas i know and i yeah dallas. but i was in dallas though so i didn't leave the big city you know i was like no i'm good right here i don't want to go out there no i'm good because there's rattlesnakes and coyotes out there all kinds so of stuff. i would stay in the city where i was safe but you know i should have roamed a little bit you know, you know, it's fairly safe, fairly safe until you got in the traffic. But anyhow, let's get to uh, some news here, man. Some news that grabbed my eyes. And man, Cambridge, Ohio. And I know that you're familiar. Cambridge, am I correct? How far is Cambridge from you, Eric? It's fairly far. It is pretty much due south from where I am. It is on the eastern side of the state slightly south of central Ohio. It's pretty much straight down 77. Really? So not really that godly far from you. I'm no, going to no. need you to jump in the car. Maybe 100 miles. I'm going to need you to jump in the car and go down there because here's proof of the body of the elusive Sasquatch recently found at Salt Fork by that a hiker. A famous place and, and his wife famous big really place. really okay so I think that's where the grass man is too the who the hell is the grass man is that the guy selling on his with paco in the corner what are you talking about the grass man yeah from the first cheech and chong movie <laughs> no the grass man is what they call uh their regional local bigfoot-ish type figure oh gotcha gotcha because so. he cruised by grass not in the woods he's in the grasslands gotcha so evidently now they were hiking around a nearby nearby kimbolt kimbleton rather sorry about that and have heard of many reports they did of course they're saying of the bigfoot in the salt, salt fork but they came across him hiking the body and of course right now evidently according to this article the military has taken um 
control and, of course, possession of the corpse. Oh, my. Really, now? Uh, now, the reporter... It's a conspiracy? Yeah, yeah. He stated that... Government conspiracy! Okay, uh, it goes on here. It's kind of a wordy little I'm article. I'm being oppressed! I'm, I'm being, being oppressed! Look, give me, let me have my free speech. He did state to reporter that the creature had a compound fracture of its right leg and cause of death may have been due to infection, he said. Uh, the hi- one of the hikers said this. Uh, we must also report that the remains were removed under tight security by the military to an undisclosed location. Naturally. Of course it is. I honestly, Eric, think that the government already has a Bigfoot. And I was talking to a really, really well-known Bigfoot aficionado that has been on Finding Bigfoot. In fact, his name's Mike Hexum, and he's a good friend of mine who lives up by me over here in northern Minnesota. And we had a nice long talk during Bigfoot days because he did attend. And he honestly has been told in not so many words that they know about Bigfoot. They know about their habitat. And yes, they do have some captivity. Would that wow. shock you? Would that shock you if the government came out and said, yeah, we got Bigfoot. We got Nessie too. What, what you can do about it? I'm trying to think if it would shock me. Um, well, come on. I, it would at least mildly surprise me. A little bit. But then again, you know, there is Area 51. All right. <sighs> yeah, but. You know, yeah. government Look, my, has been doing weird things for years, my friend. My thinking, however, is. All right. I can get if, if the government were. Not that I think they are. But if the government were. Hiding UFO slash government hides everything. Come on, you know, blah blah blah. I I could get it if they were hiding that, not admitting it. You know, reverse engineering the technology, all that stuff, all those things we've heard for years and years and years. It would make sense because yes, if that information came out, it could really undermine and disrupt a number of things. But who cares if there's a Bigfoot? What difference would it make? Yeah, well, exactly. I'm I mean, right there I mean, with you. The Don't get picture, me wrong. It would just be like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? It wouldn't yeah. undermine society. wouldn't undermine our culture. It wouldn't undermine oh, you, religion. You, you, you know, it might cause mass hysteria. Oh, I doubt it. It might. You just never know, Eric. There's got to be a reason I'm trying why. to picture why there would be mass hysteria. I think people would be fascinated and amazed. They would and be, it, would, it would bring up so many interesting points because we would get to see how human-like they are. And, you know, but, yeah, if they yeah, are yeah, human-like, yeah, they're I, like I, Harry I and the Hendersons. I hear you. Type, but, you know, right? let's not get too crazy, though, because this is not the first time a story like this has broken. <clears throat> Rick Dyer has this claimed week. to have uh, a body and claimed to have turned it over to authorities and claimed to allow them to do testing. When it did indeed turn out to be a complete hoax. So, um, you know. Yes, so, all of that is true. Y- yeah, so that's why I'm not going, oh my God, Eric, you need to get in the car right now. Get down there, get some snapshots with it. You need to do the selfie bit with it. That would be fun. That would be, you know, with Jack Lynx holding the, holding the Bigfoot, you know. <laughs> well, have you heard about, have you heard about the monkey uh, the monkey trial. I, I heard about, about this the selfies, morning. The monkey selfies. <laughs> I did. I did hear and about Peter them. Is saying the monkey owns its own pictures. Okay. Now, now you know. I like Peta is sometimes <laughs> my friend, sometimes not. Uh, you know, I mean, some of their, but by and large, they do good work. So you know, 
I'm not going to yell at Peter too loud for the good stuff they do, but this is absolutely crazy, okay? Now, this monkey uh, took this camera, basically, and, and, and flashed a few pictures of himself. I'm sure most of you know the story by now. Decided he's going to go ahead and flash some really good-looking pictures. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they look like they should be on posters. You know what I'm saying? And they probably will end up on memes and everything else by the time the week is over. Not a problem there. But now, PETA steps up saying, hey, uh, here's the deal. Uh, that's the monkey's property. The monkey's a person. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and that's how the guy sounded from PETA. He did a press release. That's, that there is a... Uh, it's the monkey's property. He sounded like he had a bad case of hemorrhoids. Trying to discuss the monkey's point of view. He while, was constipated. Yeah, exactly. He sounded like he was having some bowel issues while he was talking. Probably because he had just eaten some bush meat. More than likely. Well, no, he's pita, so he's not eating tasty well, animals. So that's he, why he, I he, said Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's over there, you know, doing that whole bit. Now, really, there's really no precedent here. Although there's one case, I think in Argentina or some faraway third world country, the judge ruled that I think it was like a, a bear or something was could be considered to have rights. Okay, but now we're talking about modern day first world issue here. Are you kidding me? The monkey is cool. The monkey is great. I think the monkey deserves all the publicity it's getting within reason. But does it? What would it do of money if you gave it to it? Anyway, come on. Just for its care, I suppose. Yeah, but it's in the wild. Uh, all right. Well, I need to look further into the story. I really just kind of caught it out of the corner of my oh, eye. Oh, no. I watched the whole thing on good old GMA, Good Morning America, this morning. I'm like, what you talk about, Willis? Isn't the photographer involved? Yes, yes. The photographer is involved. Gave him the camera. Let him run amok with the camera. You know, basically so, doing So the... who, is, who is it? Who is Peter defending? Well, Peter's monkey against it against the photographer. Well, no, he's trying to. They're trying to get the royalties for the monkey. Uh, let me. I read, got it. Yeah, okay, but here we go. As opposed to the photographer. Well, here we go. Let me let me read you some of this. Article. All right, you go. Right, right. The U.S. Appeals Court has debated whether or not a monkey can own the copyright of a selfie, while the photograph, the photographer whose camera captured the famous images watched a live stream of the proceedings from his home in the UK. David Slater could not afford to, of course, the airfare to go to San Francisco to attend the actual hearing Wednesday, nor can he afford to replace his broken camera equipment that the monkey destroyed while <laughs> taking these pictures. Number one, dude, do yeah. not give your camera to a monkey. It's like giving it to a one-year-old, all right? You're not going to get that back, not in the same condition you gave it out. The story of the monkey selfie began all the way back in 2011 when Slater traveled to uh, Sulawesi, Indonesia, I don't know, and spent uh, several days following uh, uh, a, photo, photo, a picture group because they have this big, long explanation of what they are i'm not gonna go that they're snapping pictures folks in the jungle all right that's all they're doing and he was walking along and he sees this monkey okay he he coaxed the monkey to grab the camera and press the shutter button while looking into the lens after he struggled to get his camera back 
Oh, I, okay. Then he looked upon further review. He came across these wonderful selfies that the monkey had taken with now the broken camera. Now, the argument is, is because he has since gone on to sell posters and stuff with this likeness of it, of this monkey. Got it. And he's made profit on this likeness of this monkey. So now Peter's saying, well, hold on there. Let's not get too. Come on, David. Here's the deal is you got to give the monkey his cut. Well, got it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because he's made money now on the posters. But the monkey is in the wild. The monkey is in the wild. He was. So we don't even know where the monkey is. We don't even know where the monkey is. I mean, unless somebody. The monkey's alive. We have no idea. Unless someone captured the monkey and said, come on, I'm your uncle. Get over here. Shock the monkey. (laughs) Shock the monkey. (laughs) Isn't there a song? There is. It's called Shock the Monkey. Peter Gabriel. Oh, my God. Our listeners are in the toilet. No, we are not going to spank the monkey to show who's boss. Thank you very much <laughs> for asking. <laughs> oh, oh boy. It's already getting boy, rowdy. Boy, are we simpatico <laughs> with our listeners, huh? It's already getting rowdy, Eric. Already we getting think rowdy. alike. Yeah, we're, it's already getting rowdy, and we're not even through the first half hour yet. So anyhow, Ridiculous minds exactly, exactly. So if you go to Indonesia and you coax, you actively coax the monkey to grab your camera, start running around, flash pictures and destroying the camera in the process. But yet you make a buttload of money on the photographs selling them. Uh, PETA cr- turns around and says, well, David, here's the deal is you have to go ahead and give the monkey money. And, of course, that made him a mad monkey, but I said, oh, hell no, I'm giving you no money. So that's where we're standing right now. In a Except with an, with an English accent. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I don't do a very good British accent, so I don't want to you know, totally destroy that British accent, so I'd even try. Okay. So I went more I got it. You know. That is an interesting <laughs> telling of that tale. Well, it's the best I could do on the fly, man. <laughs> I was I, I know much more now than I did before. Oh man, as silly as it sounds. As silly as it sounds. And there's a silly one right here. As long as we're on the silly path, we might as well stay there. Two British athletes starring a re- reality show are claiming that a sex ghost seems to be haunting their hotel room. Ah, uh, they and Kesha. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. She claimed to have that too. A British uh, Paralympian. Kadina Cox and a retired rugby star, uh, Garth Thomas, are two of the celebrities complaining uh, on the show in Bre- on British television, J- The Jump, it's called. It's a show featuring famous people competing in various snow sports, which they take part in, of course. The season's first episode aired this last Sunday on Channel 4 Network over in the UK, but the show is uh, scaring up more attention for what's happening to the celebs, celebs in their hotel room. Oh. During the episode, 25-year-old Cox reportedly asked for a new room after allegedly being sexually violated by a ghost. Bummer. Another competing uh, celebrity, Emma Parker Bowles, the Duchess of Cornwall, uh, niece said on the show that Cox was... Uh, she was penetrated by some sort of paranormal entity. How would she know? How would she know? I'm just saying. You it know, seems odd. You know, this, I mean, are you that intimate that you're over there going, yep, yep, I see what's going on. So that just seems weird. Um, 
And then, of course, they go on to say that they were uh, assaulted by this this entity that was a little bit on the Randy Randy side, I, you know. And they're you know just keeping with the whole British thing. Yeah, does that make you Randy, baby? <laughs> <laughs> does that make you Randy? And, and so they got a little freaky naughty with the paranormal kind. My heavens! Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder what the rationale is behind that, unless they really mean it. True, true. Um, yeah, I mean, why would you say that if it's not really going on? But then again, you know, well, you I know. Let, let's face it: British D-list <laughs> celebrities might say yeah, most anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, remember in uh, 2016. Kobe Bryant claimed to be touched. Remember that? Yep. You know, so he claimed that people were up in his business of the ghostly kind. Right. You know, so he, they're not the only ones for athletes. Evidently, I do. I remember. Evidently, the the paranormal, the ghostly side has a thing for athletes. Well, who doesn't? Well, true. Especially that Danica Kirkpatrick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I like your growl. <laughs> You're busting out tonight. I am. I am. I was working out all day. But yeah, Danica was hot back in the day. But yes, they that is what they're claiming is they are being sexually molested and raped and everything else by unseen ghosts. Now, they don't seem too troubled by it. You know what I mean? They don't like say, oh my God, it was the worst experience of my life. You don't hear that in that article. Uh, you know where I'm going to that, right? I'm thinking they didn't dislike it as much as they thought. Right. Uh-huh. I or hear that. Or they are completely full of dog bunk. That there's nothing going on. That's just, you know, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I don't know either. What do you think, man? These, you know, you've been in TV before, right? You've been around TV people, and you've been around D-list celebrities. I, I, are, are they, I have been. Uh, well, you know, and some would say you're as amongst. As an E-list, as yeah. an E-list celebrity, I've been around. Yes, yes, I forgot you are a celebrity, and, you know, you've done something I could only wish to do, and you know what that is. No. What? You're in a porno, man. No, no, I wasn't <laughs> in it. I worked on it. You know I'm always going to go there, right? I'm, I'm never going to let you quite lose that not- down. Featured. <laughs> I was merely an employee. I am I- just jealous. All right, that's all. I'm just saying I'm jealous. But it was uh, fun. It must it was have a been lot fun. Of- it must have been fun. Uh, the only movie I was ever in was Dopey North Country with Charlize Theron in it. Well, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it was not as cool as it sounds. Trust me. <laughs> Nowhere near as cool. And then when the part you are in gets cut, uh-huh. oh man, I still want to show my friends. I hate that. Hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But you know, so did you have a line or anything? Uh, kind of. Not much of anything. I was more of an extra. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything too extraordinary or anything. I can't remember what I had to say. It's something like one line thing, like "excuse me" or something in a bar. You know, <laughs> it, it was it was really not much of anything. And uh, you know, and that, that was really the, the end of my uh, film career right there. Oh, excuse me, and walk through. That, you know. Interesting. It really hurt my feelings, though. They wouldn't give me more. And then the small role I did have hit the cutting room floor. My heavens. Not fair. So getting back to my point was you've hung out with celebrities. 
Are some of them more diva-ish than others where, you know, I mean, where they might kind of go, oh, my God, there's something in my room, even if there isn't? Uh, Well, of course. Uh, Of course. It's all about the publicity. You got the whole mindset of there's no such thing as bad publicity. And, you know. It all depends uh, if you're Charlie Sheen. I mean, ask him that. Yeah. That is very true. I would say he qualifies as having some bad publicity. <laughs> Tiger blood, winning, you know, all that stuff. So, yes. Yes, exactly. So, I but, think, uh, yes. But when you're at his level, you know, when, when you're successful and as well-known as he is and has been for as long as he has, then, yes, I would say you are, at that point, there is such thing as bad publicity because it's not like it's going to make you better known. Yeah. The The point of publicity and why those who are not at that level would want any kind of publicity is simply to make themselves better known. So even if it's something that comes across as relatively um, silly, like ghost sex, um, you know, sure, there's plenty out there who would go <laughs> right sex. ahead. Ghost sex. Tomorrow, tonight, after hours a.m., we explore ghost sex. Who's having it? Who's not? Exactly. And, I mean, there is a serious side of it. You know, you have the whole theory about uh, the succubus or the incubus. True, and that true, they, you know, true. that they come in the night and uh, put themselves upon you and steal your energy. Wait a minute. That sounds a lot like a date with Bill Cosby. <laughs> Wait a minute! You just described a night with Bill. Yes. the The only thing, the difference though, is the succubus and incubus don't need to drug you. Well, true. I'm just saying he sucks your energy out of you, and you know, yeah. Anyhow, we got to run a break before I dig myself an even bigger legal hole. So when we come back, we're gonna have your America's Most Haunted headlines, as brought to you by. America's Most Haunted. So don't go anywhere. Be right back right after this. Hey, you're listening after hours AM, and if you're listening to us via podcast, make sure you like us, follow us, review us, tell your friends about us, tell grandma about us, and keep listening. This is Jen McGowan, founder of Wayward Souls Promotions, a company dedicated to helping individuals, teens, radio shows, and others that are seeking exposure for the individual events, conventions, and shows. We offer a wide variety of advertising, such as web-based article, social media posts, podcast advertisement, and so on. Contact us at paranormalpromotion at gmail.com, visit us on Facebook at Wayward Souls Promotions, and visit our website at www.waywardsoulspromotions.com. 
Hey everybody, this is Joel Sturgis, and did you know that After Hours AM and America's Most Haunted have a great new website out there? You're going to want to visit americas-most-haunted.com. There you can get all the new content from all the writers for America's Most Haunted, as well as the great haunted headlines everybody loves each and every week, as well as catch After Hours AM live right there, along with podcasts, past shows, and get to know your hosts, as well as contact us all in one stop. You're going to love it. You're not going to want to go anywhere else. So come to americas-most-haunted.com today. Anavar Media LCC is a dedicated team of professionals committed to helping business development scale and protect their websites, mobile applications, enterprise software solutions in the Northeast Ohio area. Locally owned since 2012. Our client-centered values truly sets Anavar apart. Contact us today to learn how you can get 25% off your first project. Call them at 234-380-4852. Again, that's 234-380-4852. Or visit them at www.anavar.com. Again, that's www.anavar.com. You're listening to After Hours AM. Do you have a question for the guests or even the host? That's really easy. Go ahead and email those questions to afterhoursam at gmail.com. Are you feeling like picking up the phone and being part of the show? Call us at 612-326-6874. 612-326-6874. Come be part of the madness. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. Welcome back to After Hours AM. Hey, that's a brand new band. Join us. That is the Christopher David Hansen Band. God, they play some really good rhythm and blues, man. You're going to have to check them out on, online. Of course, you can go to their website, which is davidchristopherhansenband.com. Check it out. They got three CDs available, and they, are, they really remind me of a Stevie Ray Vaughan. You know, in that kind of smooth blues with the hard guitar. So check them out if you get a chance. And, of course, I'm your host, Joel Sturgis, right along with me. Eric Olson. And we are coming right back at it with your America's Most Haunted headlines, brought to you by America's Most Haunted. And maybe uh, Wayward Souls. Hey, guys, they just popped in to say hello. That, of course, is our PR people that are uh, get the word out about the shows and i just want to thank them again because they really ramped it up for the jeff mudger show man they really they really worked hard so i appreciate everything you guys are doing over there that's wayward souls productions and if you want to get us at your event you can contact them and they will arrange that so you know don't call us call them so anyhow getting to the headlines yes my friends go to twitter.com slash am haunted or just at am haunted it's the america's most haunted twitter feed and i'm 
very happy to say, in fact, relieved to say, I'm kind of back in the groove now, back posting daily after uh, after some weeks off, much yeah. more than I've been. Back uh, in the New really, York groove? Yeah. I'm back in the New York groove. So we're talking all things paranormal, spooky, and amazemo. Oh, so follow amazing. along. The reason to go and look at it is you can see the pictures and you can click through to the links. Plus, you can follow us and you can like us and retweet us and do all that cool, groovy stuff. All right. First one, a little bit controversial once really? again. Have you heard Have you heard about whitewashing in Hollywood? Yes. Yes, I have. I have here and there. So for the benefit of those that aren't familiar with that term, and because it, it's a quite old term, will you fill us in? Yes, I certainly will. Um, where it's been coming up lately uh, has been in taking Asian, and in this case Japanese, source material, generally anime or, uh, in this case, manga, yeah. and, and, but then casting Caucasian actors rather than Asian actors in the roles. Now, mm. to me, I don't know. Is it really that big a deal? I because, think so. I, I mean, personally. if you're making an American version of a Japanese comic book, then I guess you're allowed to use American actors, well, right? I, I would assume they'd want American actors if it's an English-speaking movie with Engl American characters. Um, I, I believe part of the argument is, okay, well, they can be American, but they should be Asian-American. Oh, all right. Man. All right, so anyway, that's an argument. Uh, new film coming to Netflix in August called Death Note. It actually looks really cool. It does. I'm going to check that out. I saw the trailer for it, and it looks super cool. Yeah, and, uh, and it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's good old, uh, what's his name, Wolf. Uh, I can't think of his first name now. But he was one of the, Nat Wolf, he was one of the Naked Brothers. You remember the Naked Brothers band on Nickelodeon? I do. I do remember the Naked Brothers. He's in this? He is. He's wow. all grown up now. I think he's like 22. <laughs> Dude, speaking and, of, yeah. And he's doing really well. He's a very successful actor. Wow. I, I wondered he's what He's no longer a Naked Brother. He has clothes on. Speaking of brothers that uh, have aged, did you see Hanson the other day? I know I'm totally sidetracking, but they've gotten old. Whoa. Well, sure. Bob's <laughs> 25 years ago. <laughs> think about it. A long I hate this time. song. I really hate singing it. Okay, moving on. All right, so Death Note, check it out. We got the trailer. We got a poster. It looks pretty cool. And it's about the story of a teen who finds a supernatural notebook wow. and wreaks havoc <gasps> with it. No, not havoc. Havoc. Oh. All right, Boy. moving along. Speaking of comics, guess what is coming to the comic art form? Um, Something very famous, a very okay. famous book series. That's going to comics. Now, without looking, I did hear, I want to say, was it, no, it wasn't Tales from the Crypt because they already had, they were originally a comic. Um, yes, they were. Was, you know, it was the Vault of Horror, stuff like that. Um, would it be, going out limb here, uh, Goosebumps by chance? Yes, really? Goosebumps. Okay, okay, because I didn't even look because I did hear something earlier Very on good. CNN good, about good it. Good guess. And so uh, R.L. Stein is not actually writing it, but what they're doing is, they're taking settings from the books and they're taking sure. char characters from the books and writing all new stories around them. 
Oh, that is very, very cool, and I might have to check that out. I was, I oh, always uh, kind of liked the R.L. Stein or in the Goosebumps series of books. Oh, me too. Love it, love it, love it. So that will be coming out from IDW Publishing, a okay. real cool comic company. And uh, keep an eye out for Goosebumps Comics. What they're going to do is have a storyline that arcs over three issues. Really? So you get wow. three issues of one story. It's kind of like a beginning, middle, and an end. And then they'll move on to another story. Well, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, tomorrow night, by the way, I'm going to go see the new Spider-Man. Ooh, ah. Oh. I don't know if I want to see that or not because, you know. Ah, it's uh, getting amazing uh, ratings. Know. And my daughter, who is only a marginal superhero fan, I mean, she's got to really, really like it in order to like it, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I know she saw it and she said it was great. Oh, cool. Because, you know, I remember when Tobey Maguire did so well with it. Yep. You, you know, he was kind of the original reincarnation of Spider-Man. He was. So, Those were great movies. Yeah, very, very great movies. and so, Especially yeah. the first two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. The third one, eh, not so much. And that could be why they didn't make another one on Toby. Then he got a little old. Yeah, he was getting old. <laughs> he got gray hair at the th- by the third one. And, yeah, you, know, you, can't, you can't really play a teenager no, anymore. No. The, the camel, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was the AARP card that got delivered on set. <laughs> on the set. Right on the set. No, I think he's about 30 by then. Now, so, now yeah, he's in those commercials that says, do you use catheters? So do I. <laughs> Keep them clean. And what's the other one? What's the breathing thing? Oh, the God, C- yes. CPAP or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. CPAP. Keep the infections yeah. out of there. Do, do you sound like a truck coming through, a Mack truck coming through a small town at midnight? Well, so did I. That's why I wear the CPAP. Uh, all right. Check this out. Next one. This is really cool. There's an edited trailer for Ghostbusters where they transform. I mean, basically, it's a mashup. Yeah. Where they transform it into a straight up horror film. Oh man, I you know I always thought Ghostbusters. I loved it, and and quite honestly, like everybody else, that was the movie in the '80s, the paranormal movie. But I always wondered what it would have been like if they would have taken the left turn instead of the right and went into more of a horror genre with that. Yeah. I mean, there are scary parts, certainly. They and really the overall are. theme is, you know, clearly yeah. paranormal slash supernatural, no question about it. But there's also a lot of humor, of course. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's interesting. So check that out. You can click through. And again, this is from the America's Most Haunted Twitter feed, at AM Haunted. Just go to twitter.com slash... Yeah. A.M. Haunted. I'm Gozer. And you can see that trailer, which is super, very cool. Uh, it comes from, uh, well, I'm sure it's up other places, but it's up on YouTube as well. All right. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to Amityville. No, yeah, you thought wrong. You didn't definitely thought wrong. You be wrong. Eli Roth is going to produce, I, I couldn't even believe it was this number, the 20th film involving the Amityville. There has been that many films? There have been 19. Wow. This will be the 20th. Man, I had no idea there were so many Amityville films out there. Now, that they don't all have it in the title. Yeah, but, but it loops but around. It is, and, yeah. That house is the subject of, of 19 films. Damn. This will be the 20th. Man, they got some mileage out of there. I know I've always wanted to talk with Daniel Lutz. Uh, from that documentary that came out, my my Amityville horror. Right. I'm trying to get him on the Tuesday show, and I'd like to for him to kind of maybe uh, you know tell all 
what it was truly like in that house. Absolutely. That would so, be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So one of these shows, man, because we could even go into a Wednesday show with that because it is true crime after all. The original it is. event. It is. So one of those days, true crime man. as it gets. Exactly. One of those I'm days. Wiping out his whole family. Oh, I know. With a, with a deer rifle? Oh, 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 oh. Not cool. Not cool at all. All right, check out this next picture. Holy skulls, Batman. There is an amazing picture, for those of you who are not looking, of a huge skull with a very pronounced forehead. Yeah, that thing's got That is on wheels. It is a skull wagon. All right, then. Now, obviously, this is art. This is not functional because the wheels look like they've seen better days, and the skull is a little too bulbous to carry around, so... Yeah. You, you, you know, you know, uh, I wonder how they made that. That'd be cool to see how they actually created it. It's a very interesting story. It comes from uh, one of our favorite travel logs, Atlas Obscura. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that now. Yeah, they're always. In and cool and it's it, it's a uh, grounds. The grounds are owned by a clown or a former clown, I guess, who a, a former Russian clown. But this is near Paris. It's in France. And um, wow. it he has just all kinds of crazy things on the grounds. And time on his hands, evidently. And time on his hands. And apparently there's more than one of these skull wagons. Huh. Really cool looking. I Isn't need one. I need one of them. I think it is the I want one. I'm coolest. Gonna, I'm going to get yes. a hold of them. I bet the shipping. Skull wagon. I'm going to see if Amazon carries that. Hopefully it's on Prime. Yeah, exactly. Free shipping, <laughs> needless to say. Oh, man, that is cool looking. Guess what was announced today? What was announced today, man? The Emmy nominations. And are there any horror shows, movies on the docket to win anything? There are. Which ones? Both Stranger Things and Westworld. Really? Cool. Had a ton of nominations. See, now, Stranger Things, that was kind of a surprise hit. They weren't sure if it'd go anywhere. I, it got a ton of nominations. It did, and, and really well done. To my, Very well you know, done. Just giving a shout-out to my girl, Winona Ryder, out there. Oh, yeah, I remember that she night, She was Winona. not, unfortunately, <laughs> nominated. No, no. I'm sad. To say. No, that 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 is. Uh, uh, she's a friend of mine, so I w- it would have been nice to see her win something. You know, poor I Mama. would too. But you know. nonetheless, it was a huge comeback for her. It so. was. It, it was. She's come a long way from those coked out uh, shoplifting days. Yes, she she has. She's she has returned. I am happy to say. So yeah, it's a very interesting list, uh, and it, it's not all the usuals. It's interesting interesting to see how the Emmys are now kind of breaking out. Yeah. Into the streaming services, you know, in other words, Netflix. Well, it's about time. I mean, they Amazon, and, and they even have a new category that's basically digital only. Or oh, it's kinda like, my God. It's kind of like supplemental shows. Are you kidding so, me? Wow, they're finally it, embracing the digital and the yeah. streaming? I thought yeah. for sure. See, now we did a show, what, about a year, year and a half ago about where TV was moving, and that is something that they had predicted happening if you go back and listen that they'll start taking streaming video more seriously as an art medium well and they have they are yeah they they are they were absolutely correct i at that time during the show i'm like yeah whatever man but yeah no absolutely i'm 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 pleased to see that the streaming is now being included now 
you have a couple of powerhouse uh, film houses now. You have Netflix that makes their own stuff. You have Amazon that has taken a buttload of money and put it into making their own stuff. Yep. And then, of course, Hulu. Hulu has done the same thing here and there. Hulu made that latest Stephen King Abbott, ab, that Stephen King show. What was it? About Kennedy assassination. I know it's a date. Um, oh, right, right. 1963. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. And they, it was a really well done. So um, they are starting to gain, gain a lot of steam on that end. So that's good to see. Speaking of which, you know, there's another, yet another, an endless line of Stephen King adaptations now on Spike. Have you ever watched the Spike channel? I, yes, I have, but it's more for college students, so I don't know what time to do in the mist, man. It is I, definitely I for young men. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, I, I have but yeah, not they're doing the mist. Yet. You're absolutely I have, right. I haven't caught the mist. I love the movie. I love the book. Uh, or, you know, the, the novella that was The Mist. It uh, wasn't even a full book, to be honest with you. Novella, right? Yep, yep. It ended up being that. And then, of course, they took a rant to make it a feature film. And, of course, I haven't seen the show. I Hopefully it's as good as the movie and the book. But I'm going to wait till they're all done and I can gorge myself on it. Yes, you are of that ilk. I am. I am, man. I'm a binger, man. I'm binging purge all day. Binging gives me a headache. Really? I must admit, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I just can't sit there forever and watch you know, if I got, show after show after show with no break man, in between. It just if I, makes my brain explode. If, if I got, like, a six-pack of Gatorades, maybe a, a bag of Cool Ranch chips, maybe some peanut butter <laughs> cups, I'm good. I'm sitting there till the bitter end, baby. My heavens. <laughs> Those are not any things that I would eat. No, no Gatorade <laughs> for you? No Gatorade? <laughs> No uh, I like Gatorade. No, no it just never occurs to me. I would just drink ice water. Say what? Okay. I know. So when you go to the movies, Eric, are you a, are you a popcorn guy or are you just a go to the movie and sit there kind of guy? Usually I'll just sit there. But if I'm with people who demand it, which usually I am, because it's either, you know, Dawn or the kids or both, uh, you know, I'll eat a little bit of popcorn, but ugh, that that yeah. ugh, the butter, the, the gooey. <laughs> That's the best stuff. <laughs> Then oh, I, uh, when I go see the new Spider-Man tomorrow night, I'll be thinking of you while I'm eating my absolutely butter, just ugh. just swimming in the butter. But it's popcorn. not real butter. No, it's margarine. It's like butter I think. juice. Yes, yeah, butter juice. Some kind of butter juice. They like they I want... grab a butter and they squeeze it. There's a machine they put it through, kind of like yeah. when you get orange juice. Uh, I, I like popcorn fine. I just don't eat a lot of it because yeah. it kind of makes me feel sick. Yeah, well, you know, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But I will be All watching right. the Spider-Man throw it, eating my popcorn, going, yep, this sure is good. Yeah, you can throw a couple pieces in my direction. Uh, I, I will. I'll share with you. Don't worry. Turn to the east, the southeast. I will. I'll, you know, I'll do that. I will definitely do that. I'll mail it to you. I'll FedEx it to you. Outstanding. All right, moving along here. This is amazing. The Juno spacecraft is now real close to Jupiter. And so we all know about the, the famous red spot of we Jupiter. Do. It's a huge, huge, enormous storm is really what it is. Huge. So it's, it's winds. So look at this up close picture. It looks like a huge, like a dragon's it eye. It does. Or it, it looks pretty gnarly. It looks like something needs to get lanced. 
a yes, very good. A swirling <laughs> boil. Yeah, that's what it looks like. A, like uh, someone took and they did a they did an X-ray of a boil with a high def X-ray or ultrasound. We could see color, and it looks like a swirling boil. And he's. <laughs> but it is an amazing picture from up close, like literally. I think within the, yeah, the, the Jupiter think, atmosphere. I even I mean, it's that yeah. close. Yeah, it's very close. Very very close. I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah, it probably would be unpleasant. Oh, dude, All right. I, before, before we get off space, just really quick, I saw yeah. the movie Life the other day. Ah, how and was it? It was not. You got to see that. It is so. Okay. When we watched it, I watched it with a couple other people. I'm going, this is aliens. No, not life. This is aliens. I'm telling you. So after the movie was done, we popped in the original 1978 aliens or 79 aliens of Sigourney Weaver. Like, oh, my God, they completely stole the movie. <laughs> we just watched Aliens, too. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah, the Alien, the I first mean, we just, just within the last week, really? we watched great Aliens. Movie. Yeah. Still a good movie. Still holds up. But, yes, definitely borrow a lot from Alien. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. All right. Well, we are not leaving space because look at those next two pictures. Ah, uh, yes. The oh. moon is no longer round. No, it's not. It kind of looks like a, wow, maybe... A ball that's deflated. It's really squished, red and squished. Looks like a football on yes. the right. But on the left, it's almost rectangular. That is the weirdest picture of the moon I have ever seen. Look at that picture. Huh. That that's is, the moon. That is weird, Eric. It is almost rectangular. Well, that was no, taken no. off the coast of Maine. I was going to say what's interfering with the, I mean, obviously, it's the Earth perspective. Make yeah. it look that way. God, I hope so. Otherwise, we're all screwed. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we, we, we would not want to lose the moon. That means a lot to us, the moon. I would say so, yes. Yeah, everything is, you know, Our waves. companion in space. Exactly. It's the only thing that we have to wave up at going, hi. So it's like our little us. brother. It is well, like sister. Little, yeah, it kind of is like For some reason, sister. we think of the moon as female. Well, it bears no fruit. What are you talking about, man? That's a good point. No, I wonder why. Honestly, it always every civilization yeah. Oh, yeah. throughout history has thought of the moon. You know, I know why. As female, I have a, I have a theory on this. See now, the okay. when they're looking up at the moon and they're with their girlfriend, going, "Oh, isn't she beautiful? Isn't she? Be She's as pretty as you are, honey." Uh -huh. See, ulterior uh -huh. motive. It's to get busy. Yeah, you know I'm saying, and not with a ghost. An oh. ulterior motive. Oh, definitely ulterior motive. Don't us guys usually have one anyway? Come on. Oft times. <laughs> yeah, more often than not. Come on, let's Oft be real. Oft times. You know, just... All right, you want some amazingly wondrous TV news? I would love some amazingly wondrous, amazemo TV news. Exactly, I love that word. What character do you think is returning to American Horror Story for season seven? I sure hope it's Kathy Bates. Um, who is coming back? I do not know. You got me here. I'm not... Twisty the Clown. Really? See, I saw the picture, and I'm thinking, mm. <laughs> Really? So he's coming back because he, of course, was in uh, American Horror Story Circus or Sideshow right. or whatever they call it. I can't remember anymore. And uh, he was a nasty, nasty dude in there. And how are they going to bring him back? How are they going to I... write him in, I wonder? I don't know because it, have you heard the theme for season seven? Not yet, no. It's the 2016 presidential election. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Isn't that bizarre? 
<laughs> that, that's a little weird. That, that's, it's that's, really that's, weird. That's How really are they going to make that into a horror story? Well, I, we, yeah, we won't go into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, did you not watch the video I sent you where they remastered Pink Floyd's The Wall? <laughs> did you see that video? Yes. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Um, right. So anyway, we can only imagine. Like, What they're not saying is, are they going to use real names, for example? Oh, they, should. they should. They uh, should. Or, or is it just going to be you know, representative figures? But yeah. nonetheless, somehow, some way, Twisty the Clown is returning this coming season I, to American I, Horror I, Story. I wonder if he doesn't play one of the candidates. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Quite an appealing candidate, I would say. You know, or or with a Oompa Loompa running, and he's the running mate. With with that smile on his face oh, God, at yeah, all times. Yes, I'll vote for him. What the hell? Nothing can wipe that smile. No, off his he's face. so happy. Why so serious? That's all he wants to know. You know, why exactly. are you so serious? All right, this one. It, this is kind of serious, actually. If you think about it, uh, th- this was on the religion site called Pathios, which is mm-hmm. pretty good, pretty interesting. They have people writing. They have columnists who write representing every religion you can possibly think of. Sure. sure. All right. So this one was written by an atheist, and um, he was a little bent out of shape. He, he didn't quite understand this just kind of a post that came from uh, from blog somewhere. And it says, it's a nice little picture showing the sky and this and that. And it says, I'm an atheist, but sometimes it's nice to pray. And this atheist columnist was aghast at the notion how can you be an atheist and pray because you're praying to no one if you're an atheist i mean i i understand i guess where if i were to be an atheist which i am not but uh i I guess i get his his rationale but i don't get his outrage if i sue somebody who cares exactly and that was the point yeah the person yeah, I mean, I, I I get his thinking, but he doesn't need to verbalize his thinking because, hey, what soothes one person may not soothe another. Well, you he's know. saying it's irrational. But I get it. I get human it. Human beings are not only <sighs> rational. No, no. In fact, some of our best things have come from being irrational. Exactly. We wouldn't have the airplane if we were rationally thinking. Well, you're. That's a very good point, actually, yeah. because we would think we would realize. It's impossible. Yeah, because well, everyone said, you're never going to fly to the Wright brothers. And what because they do? it's heavier than exactly, air. Exactly, exactly. That's not rational thinking. You're just going to crash and die. All right, so in, in conjunction with this, I'm an atheist, sometimes I like to pray, and the subsequent yeah. uh, <laughs> response by the columnist, I hear atheists who pray are forming a club with pacifists <laughs> who kill. <laughs> And they're gonna <laughs> they're they're gonna rationalize. Oh my people. god! <laughs> yes, we're getting together. We're gonna form a coalition. We're too far put out. They don't they don't recognize us. So we're coming Oxymorons. together. Oxymoron. <laughs> yes, we're the oxymoron crew, and, and sometimes just the moron, but most of the oxy part. And we're here because <laughs> we mean business. Uh exactly. All right, so. Moving on, we got time maybe for one super quick one. All right, so there's been a lot of activity lately around Roanoke, including American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I just caught that Roanoke uh, on History Channel rerun. Okay. So it's. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool, very interesting. It's the Lost Colony, right? It was the first English colony. Exactly. They disappeared. 
No one knows where they went. There's all nope. kinds of theories. All right. Well, they thought they had found a gold ring at the site of the colony. Really? But 10 years later, when they finally get around to actually testing it, it's just brass. Ah. So in other words, the ring didn't come from England. It's not a symbol of the king. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't mean anything. Well, that's they, a they bummer. It was just a trinket that could have yeah. been traded by Indians yeah. much later yeah. than the colony itself. Man, I but there's still all kinds of very interesting theories about the colony. Where did they go? What happened to them? Exactly. I think the most reasonable one, the one that most people seem to adhere to these days, is that they were just absorbed. Yeah. Um, to the Indian population. No, yeah, very well could have been. I mean, starvation would have been taken over and a few other factors that would have made them turn to the Indian population for help. Exactly. And that exactly. would have totally made sense. But very, very cool. Roanoke has always been one of those things that's on the tippity top list of what the hell happened moments in American history. We come back, though. We have to run the break and listen to some Fox News. We'll come back with Becky Vickers. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a lot of fun. She. She's been around a while. She knows some stuff about the paranormal. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. In the disappearance of four Pennsylvania men, I'm Lisa LaSera, Fox News. A man already in jail who was the focus of the investigation now admits he killed them. The attorney for Cosmo DiNardo saying his client agrees to plead guilty to murder in exchange for prosecutors taking the death penalty off the table. This investigation uh, began when these men went missing, one on Wednesday and the rest on Friday. And investigators went to that farm on Sunday because of apparently a telephone, a cell phone ping. Uh, and they brought cadaver dogs, and those dogs hit on a site there where they began digging and were digging all week. And last night at midnight, authorities revealed that they had, in fact, found a mass grave on that property about a mile from where I'm standing. And they had positively identified 19-year-old Dean Finocciaro uh, as being one of the victims in that mass grave. The only question was whether the other three missing men, 19-year-old Jimmy Taro Patrick, 22-year-old Mark Sturgis, and 21-year-old Tom Mio, were also in that mass grave, 12 and a half feet below the ground. Fox's Rick Leventhal in Sulbury Township. DiNardo was arrested Monday in an unrelated gun charge from February, accused of illegally possessing a shotgun and ammunition after being involuntarily committed to a mental institution. New information on the Russian lawyer who met with Donald Trump Jr. Court records and transcripts reviewed by Fox News show the Russian lawyer at the center of the Donald Trump Jr. emails was granted a special immigration status by the Obama administration Justice Department. Natalia Veselnitskaya was granted immigration parole status as she was part of the legal defense for a Russian businessman accused by federal prosecutors of money laundering millions of dollars in real estate transactions. Fox's Catherine Herridge in Washington, but Democrats say Republicans are overplaying the connection to the Obama administration. Meanwhile, Mark Warner, the top Democrat on the Senate Intel Committee, saying the panel has requested documents from Donald Trump Jr. Fox News, fair and balanced. Over lack of marijuana. Nevada's recreational pot law says alcohol distributors have to be the ones distributing recreational marijuana, and that was affirmed by a judge last month. But the Nevada tax commissioners issued an emergency statement because they said no alcohol distributors were meeting the requirements in order to distribute pot. 
That's changing, though. One of the alcohol distributors has been approved um, and received their licensing. The one we're using is called Blackbird. We received a shipment last night of new products, so we are restocking our product as we speak. Damian White's the compliance officer for Relief Pot Shop in Vegas, and he says things did get dicey there for a bit. The tax commissioners are meeting Thursday to discuss distribution rules and figure out how many distributors are even needed. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Two former staffers for a congressional delegate from the Virgin Islands charge in connection with the circulation of nude images of her and her husband. Juan McCallum of Maryland indicted for cyberstalking while Doreen Brown-Lewis faces obstruction of justice charges. A group of Afghan girls scoring a victory as they're cleared to enter the U.S. President Trump personally intervened and now Afghanistan's all-girl robotics team will be allowed into the U.S. to compete in a contest against teams from 157 countries. The Afghan girls have come up with a ball-sorting robot which has the ability to recognize orange and blue colors and can move objects to put them in their correct places. Girls denied the right to an education under the Taliban, and the manager of their team is calling this an important step for Afghan women. The girls had twice before been denied visas and were planning to compete via Skype video link, but now they can all be there in person. Lillian Wu, Fox News. A spokeswoman for former President Carter saying he was taken to a hospital as a precaution after becoming dehydrated at Habitat for Humanity construction project in Canada. Lisa LaSera, Fox News Radio. Welcome back to After Hours AM, everybody. I'm your host, Joel Sturgis, right along with me. Eric Olson. The master of the fajita. And we are back, right back I'm at you. I'm still gnawing on that fajita. <laughs> you are. It's the world's biggest you know, fajita. Fox News is never long enough. You, you cannot down a fajita in the time it doesn't take to do It is not fajita length. News. No, it is not. They should really expand a couple minutes. But uh, we have a great guest on tap, as always, on the show. But why don't you, Eric, tell us a little bit about her. I shall. Becky Vickers is founder of Lake City's Paranormal Society and Bex, i.e., behind every cloud is a kindred spirit. See, I love it. it. Bex Ghost Hunters, radio host of Bridging the Paranormal on KCORradio.com, author, tour guide, speaker, blogger, and enthusiastic paranormal investigator with over 35 years of experience. She brings her lighthearted and fun style of investigating and southern charm to the world's most haunted locations, including Alcatraz, the Stanley Hotel, the Winchester Mansion, the Mineral Springs Hotel, Rose Hall in Jamaica, and her beloved Goatman's Bridge in Denton, Texas. Becky's love for the paranormal makes her eager to help others and continues to push the boundaries for, for proof of the afterlife. The Texan lost her grandfather when she was 17 and had a very difficult time getting over it. She loved him so much she didn't think she could live without him and needed to know he could still she could still communicate with him. She read everything she'd get her hands on that had to do with the afterlife, and that started her love of ghost hunting and the paranormal. It is her way of staying in touch with her grandfather. Becky's been featured on My Ghost Stories and the Halloween special Route 66 on Ghost Adventures. She also writes a weekly blog, BexGhostHunters.com, 
on her experiences and all things paranormal. When she is not investigating or blogging, she is speaking at conferences, teaching Ghost Hunting 101, making appearances, and giving tours at the very haunted old Alton Bridge, better known as Goat's Baths. Yeah. Goatman's Bridge. Bah. She is currently working. Or, no, wait, that was a sheep. She is currently sheep, working dude. on a weekly paranormal series of local haunts in North Texas, the local television station, and look for her forthcoming book, Goatman's Bridge, about the history, murder, and paranormal activity at this amazing location. Welcome to the program, Becky Vickers. Oh my gosh. I want to hear you do that whole intro <laughs> all over again. He is I want the to hear best. the sheep sound. I want to hear all of that all over again. Bad. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I, I want to know where my fajita is as I sit here eating a Twinkie. Where's the fajitas? I, you know, that's a good question. I don't have one for you. Uh, you are in Texas, so they should not be that's that far right, away. I am. You yeah. have access to the occasional fajita. <laughs> Once in a while. Yes. Once yes, we do. Yes, we do. So now, Eric, uh, of course, with your stellar intro, really leaves not much to talk about. Hey, it's been a great night, folks. See ya. No, just joking, yeah, of course. I'm tired. Um, I didn't know I was so busy. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> so, uh, you know, really, you, you, you got into the paranormal 30 years ago, and you don't, you must have been like, what one and a half running around yeah, paranormal yeah, it was investigating about two you know just started walking and i'm like hey what's that over there in the dark corner <laughs> yes i've been doing it forever what is that thing over there mom by the way mom my pampers are full <laughs> that's right that's right so well, you- i gave i gave the reader's digest version of your grandfather tale but i would much rather hear it from you because obviously it really was important to you and struck a chord yeah exactly and so so why don't you tell us about that and then just kind of oh, what what we don't know what i don't know is have you been able to communicate with him yeah you know what it <laughs> okay so here's the deal by the time the show is over I'm going to be talking like this and try to do the sound effects that you guys are doing because it's so freaking awesome. I just want to listen to you guys talk because you're doing it so cool. Oh, <laughs> well, oh shucks. <laughs> yeah. You're such a nice lady. Oh, well, you know, like everybody, you have somebody special in your life and you lose them. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the difficult part was my grandfather was just the most kindest, gentlest person. I know everybody thinks that about their grandparents, but I'm telling y'all I had the best. And, you know, he passed away quite suddenly. We really didn't know he had gone in for heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to stay home with my two younger brothers and was going to visit him the next day. And we had a super duper special bond and you know my parents called me and they're like hey Beck everything's good you know we'll see you in the morning okay great my parents show up in the middle of the night and they're just sobbing she said my mom tells me the doctors are sobbing they have absolutely no explanation but for some reason he passed okay yeah yeah, and you know how when you hear that news, and I was yeah. so confused because just a few hours earlier I'd gotten the call, hey, everything's great, he's re- recovered, it's all good. So I was very confused at the time. So I think a part of it was also, you know, the survivor's guilt. Sure, you know, right. Yeah, you don't get to say your goodbyes, and 
And had I known that was going to be my last time with him, of course I would have, have driven. It was it was about an hour and a half away from where I lived. It was in Dallas, and we lived outside of Dallas. Um, so I think I had a lot of survivor's guilt of not getting to say goodbye. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't cope, you know, like uh, so many of you out there. It's just very difficult. And so I'm just like, no, uh, I'm not well, I'm not doing this. I'm not letting go. Yeah. So I just start yeah. yeah, you know how well, you, you know because like... Becky, uh, to be honest, just to cut in here for a second, the unexpected death is has been told to me because no death is easy uh, to take, no matter how exactly. prepared you think you are. But it's especially the unexpected uh, left field that especially impacts people more than anything else, because it's the thing that they feel that they left unsaid or they left undone that they weren't able to say goodbye properly, and that bothers a. A lot of people their entire lives it, it nags at them. So, oh, you, you know, yeah. it's really a, a, a devastating thing to lose somebody again out of the clear blue. Now, after your your grandfather had passed, did you have at all the the classic departure visit? You know what? This is the weirdest thing. I know not for years. Um, I would say at least ten years. And I, like, I, I started reading everything and trying to communicate. And I'm sitting in the graveyards at, you know, at 17, 18 years old by myself, you know, trying to communicate with the spirits. And all my friends are running around and drinking and partying, all this stuff. And I'm like, who's here? Is anybody here? Please come through. You know, oh, my gosh, please come through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hear you. Know? you. I hear I've been there. I was that kid, too. You know, going, yeah. Come on, talk to me. Come on, you got something to say, don't you? Come on, damn you, I you talk. I know you see <laughs> yeah. me. I know you yeah, do. Exactly, yeah. and it's frustrating, you know, until you kind of learn a little bit more, especially patience. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't you have to? Everybody that goes, that gets into the ghost hunting world, paranormal, whatever. I think you know because there's so many shows in media today. People think, yeah. oh, you're just going to jump right in there and you're going to have an experience immediately, like within an hour or minutes. And you guys know it does not happen that way. You no. can sit for no. hours. Or maybe it never does come at a certain location. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it just kind of sometimes it's a lot like fishing. You know, some of us get lucky and and we catch the, the big fish and other times not so much. <laughs> and have you ever... Okay, so this is like a behind-the-scenes ghost hunter thing. Have you ever sat in a location so long where nothing happens, and you're in the zone of, I really don't care if oh, anything God, happens. Oh, God, I fall asleep, you know. Yeah. yeah, I bring a cot with me just in case. Yeah, I'm know. over it. I don't care. <laughs> you know, Move the, the chair. I don't care. I could care <laughs> less. Turn that damn flashlight off, would you? Because I'm sick of looking at it. Yeah, on on we sets in, and if you think about it, part of that feeling is kind of a resentment that they haven't participated, right? Yeah. The underlying feeling is how how dare you, spooks? <laughs> yeah. How dare you ignore me? How how dare you have something better but, to do than to interact <laughs> with me? But the, but the media kind of portrays it. Charming ghost yeah, exactly. I'm the best looking one of the bunch here. Come on, talk yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Are you watching The Bachelor or whatever on TV? I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, but the thing of it is is, is, is the media now has totally portrayed it to be another way. 
Yeah, I mean, the other way where there should be something happening like every nanosecond a lot of times. Oh, my gosh, Joel, isn't that right? I mean, that's what I mean. People see this on TV. They think they're going to go in and immediately have a experience. And a lot of um, – I, I had um, a host on not too long ago. Her name was Sherry Brake, and she put it to me so – I mean, just one of those light bulb moments. She said there are couch potato ghost hunters. Yeah, kind of like just armchair be- quarterbacks. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you know, they just sit on the couch and they ghost hunt through the TV. And so that's that's the way they think it really oh, yeah. is. And it's just not. But on a I know token, Sherry. She's from Ohio. And, and, and oh, uh, gee, yeah, isn't she wonderful? She's very interesting and a very, very good speaker. I, I love her. She's very nice. Very nice person. But on the same token, though, um, not about her, but about the TV, is it's brought a whole lot of folks in that may not have ever gone out uh, to, 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 to investigate or find out for themselves. And But lately, it's it's uh, I don't know if you guys have been following the uh, Shepherdstown uh, yeah. news that's been breaking that they and I don't quite believe it because actually um, both me and Eric are friends of Nick Groff. And Nick is beyond reproach, if you ask me. Well, and, he'll be on next yeah, week. Of course. And, and now they're, they're saying that he, uh, not he, but the production house has not been so up and up with some of the some of the stuff that they've shot. And what? Y- yeah. Oh, you didn't hear? Well, no, you? do tell, do tell. Well, I want to know the scoop. Well, according to Dead Central, it's, it's a clearinghouse website that basically carries a lot of the paranormal um, chatter uh, that's around the area about the t- television shows. They broke a story saying that the Shepherdstown show uh, is under a microscope now because it was brought to their attention by a very reliable source, i.e. somebody in the production company that said that it was indeed staged quite a few (gasps) locations were staged for television. I now, am shocked and now, amazed that uh, that would happen. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. You don't say. <laughs> uh, you know, I had one of those moments as well. But now, uh, Nick, of course, came out, released a statement. That, hey, I had no idea about it, which I want I, I want to believe Nick. And I do believe Nick until until evidence is otherwise I believe Nick. Because he's always right. been very, very up and up with both Eric and I. And has been a really good friend. And he's always made it a point to come on this show pretty much before anyone else's show. Isn't that right, Eric? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, when every new season of every show he's on uh, or, or has something to do with, he will come on and uh, talk with us. And we've always had really, really interesting, in-depth and very personal conversations. So, yeah, I, I agree with Joel. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Nick is on the up and up. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on the situation and it's always interesting and hey things can happen that uh, other people don't know about well you sure know? i mean yeah you know I mean, things can happen on a set oh, exactly other, there's editing it can even happen in editing that's right that, that's exactly. editing there's b-roll shooting there's all sorts of things that these stars of the show may not even be a part of that get edited in that may have not meant to be hit i mean that they the wool was pulled even over their eyes and they don't know about it until it actually airs. Yeah. But guys, how did, how does he really not know? Does he not get to see like what, when you're saying you would think, the- you would think that each and every one of them, and, and I'm pretty positive. They're all given screeners of the finished product mm-hmm. and all the dailies and everything else as they go through. 
So that that does kind of shock me. But, but again, you know, I, I want to believe that, you know, when he did come out and said, hey, I, I had nothing to do with that or, or none of that's faked. I want to believe him. I really do. And so I will continue to do so as well, Eric, as he said, until we are proved otherwise. But no, it, it brings up a whole new topic of the paranormal media. Okay, all these years. Now, oddly enough, now, it, oh, that wait, there's more. Jason what? Hawes <laughs> of Ghost Hunter fame comes to his defense, Nick Grossman, uh defense. I, I have met Jason. To, to, I, to say I, that it is not faked and that, that nothing that uh, he knows of that Nick Groff has done is faked. Uh, but uh, a few have blown the whistle saying, yeah, but it's in your own best interest, Haas, to say that. Right. And, you know, he's been accused of that as well. Exactly. Exactly. So we will have to watch where this shakes out. Now, am I surprised that there might be some sleight of hand with paranormal programming? Absolutely not. There's sleight of hand with a lot of things. Uh, It's television. It's meant to be entertainment. It's not supposed to be the paranormal Bible. It's entertainment. (laughs) That's right. You know what? And I really don't think... I mean, I watch the shows. I know a lot of it is exaggerated to make good TV. But when we filmed the Halloween special with the Ghost Adventures, um, I really got a good dose of the behind the scenes. Sure. Uh, we, we shot for four days out at this bridge. And so a lot of things you see, you're going... You know, um, how do I say this without sounding really bad? Um, <laughs> that you that you don't like. Yeah. That you're yeah. going, okay, you know, that's not really cool. Why would you do that? Um, that's really not what happened, and that's not how it went down. So, you know, I, I got a dose of the behind the scenes on. So I get it when people are saying, you know, things can happen. Well, do you believe... Do you believe any of these shows? I mean, as a, as a rational thinking paranormal investigator with 30 years under her belt, would you honestly sit there and say you believe these shows or do you take them like I do for entertainment? Uh, should they ever be used as a, the paranormal Bible as well? That's another question. So I'll Absolutely give you the floor. Not. Absolutely not. Um, because it's television, you know? And so I, I, I think you you can have a good paranormal show and there are some out there but again even those shows are made for television you know it's going to have some drama in it and that sort of thing but it still it still can be believable mm-hmm. like i like nick i i do i like yeah. his show and um you know even being on ghost adventures to be quite honest um Zach, I don't like his style of investigating. I think. Well, there's what, a whole club out there, uh, Becky. I don't want to burst your bubble. There's a whole club that says I hate Zach. So get I mean, out. you're not alone. So there actually is now, legitimately, there is a anti fan club. So you are not alone. So don't worry. You're, you're, well, you know, you know, just for my personal opinion, the man was very nice. Zach is a nice man. I can say Aaron and Billy and the other guys are exactly what you see on TV. Sure. They're very funny and lighthearted, and I thought they were great. Zach, on the other hand, is very business. There is no, 
um, getting to know him outside, you know, like during the breaks, um, we were standing and talking, and he's really not interested in making any sort of chit-chat. So there's no small talk. There's no small talk with, with him at all, and he's just all business. You know, but here's the thing, and this is what I've noticed, and I'm sure Eric, you know, we've talked to a lot of investigators. It's the small talk moments that bring a lot of paranormal out because they'll chime in on your little small talk. You know what I mean? You'll say, oh, boy, isn't that bridge over there beautiful? And next thing you know, you have an EBP going, it really is. You know, things yeah. like that. So, I mean, you know, there, there's even value in small talk in investigation because a lot of times that's when it comes, when you're least expecting it. Now, that surprises me that he would be so off, you know, be off-putting that way where he didn't want to be, you know, more endearing uh, right. to, to people because, of course, that brings good energy into the area as well. Well, you guys know, I mean, just talking to you guys tonight, I mean, you guys are fun, you're very upbeat, and I love that because ghost hunting or researching the paranormal, you know, can be very draining. I mean, we deal with death, we deal with sadness, you interview your clients who are so sad or scared, and uh, sometimes you you just need a little bit of light humor, and that's why I like to to err on the lighter side of the paranormal and kind of, you know, Break the ice a little bit from that darkness. Uh, Zach, on the other hand, I think I was a little disappointed, um, if I'm being honest, is um, even though his shows are very dramatic Mm -hmm. and they always catch something amazing on film. Isn't that amazing how they (laughs) always catch something? Yes, Yes. If I'm being honest, I was a little disappointed because... um, the stories that I tell are I have experienced firsthand. I don't make them up. I don't need to because what I've seen and what I've experienced in the paranormal field, you know, is amazing enough. And so when I'm telling him the real deal about the bridge, yeah. you know, I can't speak for any other location but my own. Um, you know, I'm trying to give him a little bit of the history and why I believe it is haunted and who I believe haunts it. And he really does not care, does not care, does not care what's going on, how it got there. He really wants to know only the dark side of stuff. So so there's no, hey, that's great history. That gives me a good roadmap to who might be here doing this, uh, hey. you know, because, of course, being a paranormal investigator means you're also equally a historian. Absolutely. Well, you know, what's the point if you don't have your facts? Exactly. You, Otherwise, it's just kids running around the cemetery trying to get scared. I, exactly. I really believe that an investigator worth their salt also understands the history of the location so they can better serve the paranormal ghosts, if you will, that are there, that may need their help, that may be trapped. Maybe they don't even know they're dead. At least you know who you're probably talking to. Well, exactly. And, and you know, like... Not that I think that on Ghost Adventures you have to do a ton of history, but some of the spirits at the location that I give tours at are nice. I mean, and I honestly feel a connection with those spirits, and um, I talk to them frequently. I go to the bridge by myself a lot because I, I love it. For one thing, it's beautiful there. Yeah. But Zach wasn't interested in those spirits. Tell me about the satanic stuff that goes on. Tell me about the evil stuff. And so I think I was disappointed that he didn't want the whole story. 
And I, it kind of surprises me in a lot of ways. Eric, what do you think about all that, man? Well, I mean, it doesn't shock me. And, and I think what we've seen with Zach is in some ways it's kind of a classic case where you become who you pretend to be. And and on that show, uh, over the years, it seems like the darker material mm-hmm. is is what has drawn the most attention, the most interest. And you've just seen him on a personal level, just drawn more and more to that to the dark side, and ignoring, uh, you know, kind of everything else. Pretty much just what you're saying, Be- Becky. And and you see that in his presentation on the show. You see that in the fact that Nick eventually decided to leave because of various reasons, but uh, not the least of which was, I think, um, a overly uh, emphasis on the dark. And, And, you know, there are other kinds, just like you're saying, and it's not all dark. And the darkness... Uh, is is just that. And I don't yeah. think it's necessarily any more interesting. And back to the part, I didn't want to interrupt when you guys were talking about history and how important it is. Ultimately, I think the most important aspect of ghost hunting, a paranormal investigation, with the really underlying theories, by the philosophy behind it, is so that you can empathize, so that you can understand where that person, that former person, is coming from and why they're here and what they're trying to express. And how can you empathize if you don't know the background, if you don't know the history, if you don't know the facts, you can't empathize. And you can also do away, Eric, I don't mean to interrupt you at all, but you can also do away with some mishistory too. That isn't correct. Like look at Bobby Mackey's music world. Forever they said that the lady was killed and her head was tossed on the well. We found out from historians that is not accurate at all. No, absolutely not. Yeah, because if you take it seriously, I mean, you guys both know that, I mean, anybody can make stuff up and say, oh, you know, this happened and the the head rolled right out on the floor because the lady got her head cut off or whatever it was. Yeah, I watched it roll around. Look at that go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, but when you take it seriously, I mean, isn't the point to validate your evidence and to validate what you've experienced? And, you know, I say it all the time. If you you don't care about that, then, then don't do it because you're making everybody else who takes it very seriously look bad. Well, sure. <laughs> and, and if you are a Zach, lead by example then. Right. And I don't want to, like, be down on Zach. The guy is a nice enough guy. He's just very business and get spending four days with him. You know, you just get to, to see the behind-the-scenes guy. Sure. sure. I, and I, I totally appreciate that. And, and if you or I or anyone else are on a shoot for four days, we might not be the happiest bunch around either. But... <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying that some of the shows in general, that one included, because that is the big dog in the block right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they go far enough with their due diligence to A, make sure the audience knows this is entertainment purposes only, and B, uh, do their historical homework, because that has been something that has been yelled before, that, hey, you know, none of that even happened, but that, yet there it is on national TV. That being said, I hate this. I We got to go take a hard break. We've got no choice. Bomb the hour. We come back, more Becky Vickers. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, right after this. No rape, baby, on my heart. Tell it like it is. I can't shake you, baby, from my thoughts. 
pictures on my fridge And I've been winding up the Moax records Playing them for the kids The old songs light up in the dark I like the way you make me scratch my chin You're holding out your arms This is Jen McGowan, founder of Wayward Souls Promotions company dedicated to helping individuals, teams, radio shows, and others that are seeking exposure for the individual events, conventions, and shows. We offer a wide variety of advertising, such as web-based article, social media posts, podcast advertisement, and so on. Contact us at paranormalpromotion at gmail.com, visit us on Facebook at Wayward Souls Promotions, and visit our website at www.waywardsoulspromotions.com. Author Steve Asher brings us Hauntings of Trilogy, Steve's first book, Hauntings of the Kentucky State Penitentiary. This first installment of the trilogy tells us the tale of the Kentucky State Penitentiary and why it's so haunted. With every turn of the page will be something new and terrifying. Pick up Steve's new book, Hauntings of the Kentucky State Penitentiary, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and all better bookstores everywhere. Anavar Media LCC is a dedicated team of professionals committed to helping business development scale and protect their websites, mobile applications, enterprise software solutions in the Northeast Ohio area. Locally owned since 2012, our client-centered values truly sets Anavar apart. Contact us today to learn how you can get 25% off your first project. Call them at 234-380-4852. Again, that's 234-380-4852. Or visit them at www.anavar.com. Again, that's www.anavar.com. You're listening to After Hours AM. Do you have a question for the guests or even the host? That's really easy. Go ahead and email those questions to AfterHoursAM at gmail.com. Are you feeling like picking up the phone and being part of the show? Call us at 612-326-6874. 612-326-6874. Come be part of the madness. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Well, I got an old radio song It's been rolling around in my head I've been waiting on you But I better not hold my breath And I got told that it wouldn't take long But I've been waiting here ever since I've been waiting on you But I better not hold my breath And welcome back to After Hours AM And now it's time for the rest of the story And of course tonight we are talking with Becky Vickers And I'm your host Joel Sturgis So right along with me Eric Olson, what got, I want to know yeah, from Becky is, yeah. first of all, we never closed the loop on her grandfather. No, we so did has not. she communicated with her grandfather? And then we were just talking about this amazing fajitas. Goatman's Bridge I, and the fajitas. I want to hear <laughs> the tale of Goatman's Bridge. I want to know all about it. Okay. Let me uh, answer your first question about my grandfather. It is weird. A bit, I did not have a visitation from him for about 10 years. 
but I did have a very special um, visitation from him one night in my dreams. Uh, I was actually awakened by the touch of his hand in my hand and the warmth of people's hand. You know, when you hold somebody's hands and it gets warm. Yeah. Literally, I sat up in my bed and my hand was clenched like he was holding my hand and I could see him. And I think it was the guilt, you know, because I didn't get to say goodbye. And he said, it's going to be okay and you need to let it go. And I burst out in tears. And this is the middle of the night. And at the time I was married and my husband is like, what is going on? And I'm like, I don't want to tell him. I don't want to tell him what what has happened. Literally, y'all, for about a week, I could not. My hand stayed warm. And I honestly, I mean, it didn't go away. I would rub my hand because it was kind of freaking me out. But I think it was just him saying, it's been a long time, but I think you're ready for this now. And so here you go. I'm, I'm with you every step until you're ready to let it go. And since then... I have not because I know it's wrong. I've, I know a few of my guests have told me I don't call on him because in my mind it is so sacred, our relationship, that I don't call on him to come visit. Yeah. And everybody's, well, you're looking at it wrong. He, he loves you and he wants to come visit and he, you should call on him. Maybe so. And I know a lot of people do that and to each their own. But for me... I talk to him a lot out loud. Like, you know, I called him Nan and I'll say, Nan, please help me. I, you know, red or blue, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, but I don't ever say, Nan, I need a sign from you. I need you to come in. I need to hear from you. Uh, I never do that. I don't ask for EVPs from him. I, I talk to him, but I never ask for the response. And I think I have had what I consider. Um, really successful stuff in the paranormal field, writing a book, getting to speak, getting to meet some wonderful, wonderful people and do amazing things. Sure. I think because I don't call on him all the time, he's like, okay, Beck, if you're not going to talk to me and this is what you're doing, because I do it all in his honor. I know it's weird, but it's my way just of staying connected is to do all of this. I feel like he puts all this stuff in my in front of me. Okay, yeah. here you go. You know, yeah. here, start a radio show. This is what you love. So since you're not going to call on me, should I or should I not start a radio show? And forget that. Here it is. You're going to do it, you know, or go investigate sure. overseas or whatever it can be. So only once have I really had... A visual, uh, and again, my hand stayed warm, and it was his warmth. It wasn't anyone else's, no doubt about it. He was holding my hand until I was ready to say, okay, i got to let go of the guilt of not getting to say goodbye. Wow. And, ever, and so ever since then, I've kind of been much better about it. Well, now that 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 is that's a powerful story that you've taken. That's a great story. Yeah, that really is. And then... <laughs> In his own honor. Now we have been told by you know psychic mediums have been on the show that when you call out to the you know these souls are doing their own thing on the other side. Whatever job yep. they're designated to do, they're doing. So when you call out to them, they're like, "Ah, oh, damn it! I gotta go back and see <laughs> Becky." I'm telling yeah. you, girl, you got this. Now let me get back to 
doing though? Okay. And the, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's that, there's that way of thinking, which I, I want to say that I believe that because I think we're all destined to do something else on the other side, some more work or, or what have you that we're destined to do, or you just never know. But that being said, that is a powerful story, but now we got to hear about the bridge. We cannot let you out of here without a good ghost story because we only got like okay. 20 minutes left. Okay, okay. So, what do you, what do you want to know? The bridge is oh, insanely the whole thing, the whole thing baby. Okay, the okay. whole shebang, the whole okay. quesadilla. Cue the creepy music. So we're on this dark bridge, and oh my god. The trees are swaying in the moonlight, and it's dark as you know what. And all of a sudden, you feel something on your back, and it starts to burn, and it's burning down your back. And you have somebody lift your shirt, and there's scratches. You go down in the woods, and I have heard this time and time again. Sure. There's this, there's this growling. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Well, I was gonna try to do the. I was gonna try to do this creepy music for you, but man, it turned out to be way too loud. So let's try that again, just to set the mood. Okay, set the creepy music in. Ready? Here it it is. It's on. I don't hear it. You don't hear it? Oh, I don't want pot up too loud. It's gonna destroy. Okay, let's go on. Sorry, that's my moment of technological foobah there (laughs) with the board. (laughs) Dang it! It was gonna be good too. It was gonna be good. So, long story short, the bridge is um, had a black man back in 1938 that was hung from the bridge. His name was Oscar Washburn. Oscar sold goats for a living here in North Texas and was very successful. He um, made a lot of friends with the townspeople, and he decided to put a sign on this bridge that said, This way to Goatman's, because that's what the townspeople lovingly sure. referred to Oscar as, is the Goatman. Okay. Oh, no. The KKK, which, guys, is still very prevalent today and still evidence all the time I see down of sacrifices, all these weird, crazy things down at the bridge going on. It still goes on today. Um, they said, No way. Back in the day, you know, black guys cannot be successful. Take down the sign, and we're going to wait, and we're going to kill this man. So they hung him from the bridge. They came back to check on him, and he was gone. Oh, no. Uh, there, was, there was nothing on the bridge but the rope and the noose. So they felt like some way he had escaped and went back home. So they went to Oscar's house, and Oscar was not there, but his wife and two children were, which were murdered and burnt down the house. Wow, so, so they went back after they did an Oscar, uh, mm-hmm. went to go look for him to make sure he had his comeuppance, or th- at least they thought that's what he needed was his comeuppance. They, right. ha- they, they go to his home and kill his family on top of killing him? Yes, yes. Wow, that is some vengeful people. I mean, all he was doing was selling some goats, man. Relax. <laughs> I know. I mean, what's up with that? Can't the man sell goats, for goodness sake? You know, really, honestly, the man didn't deserve what you did to him. And and what was the rationale behind lynching the poor man and then killing his family? And and why do you think his body disappeared, too? So let's kind of 
What do you think? Well, about they they lynched him because he was black, and this I, was the yeah, Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's true. So, you did say that that they are really pre- prevalent even to this day. And you're right, by the way. I I have lived in Texas, and I have been in the South. Yes. And I remember, I just a really quick story. I want to say I was in Georgia, and there was one of those adopt a highway signs, and it actually said, <laughs> "Sponsored by the KKK." No, it, it did. did. Not. It really did. It honestly said that. No joke. The Ku Klux oh my Klan gosh. was, was uh, actually sponsoring that particular highway. That, wow. I don't even know what to say to that. I didn't know what to say either. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, my. I, first of all, I'm surprised the city would even allow that. Well, this is back in the but, 90s. So this is like well, uh, you know, maybe yeah. 97, 98. Yeah. So it's yeah. a little, little more, you know, old south opposed to new south it, back then. True. However, that oh. yeah, it's a, so it's a terrible, it's a it's a tale of murder and it and, is. and mayhem awful. In, in, in the uh, in the ugliest and grimmest form and for the worst possible reasons. It really literally, like, it's a hate. Literally, it was a hate crime. That's exactly what it was. Yes, guys, so, I I can tell you. Tell us about the aftermath. Yeah. Okay, the aftermath is. Down in the woods, it's very, very thick. And when you go down in the woods, you can see these glowing balls of light. I can tell you I have not ever had a tour group go through there that they weren't spotted. I don't know what they are. Legend has it. Can't, you know, just legend. It is that it is the lanterns of the KKK going through the woods waiting mm. for Oscar. Wow. And these these things swing back and forth like lanterns. And it's every time pretty much. It's just not like every single time. Really? So every it's not like time. ball lightning or anything nope. you don't think that could be nope. causing that look. No. Wow. You can ask anyone that's ever taken the tour and they'll talk about the lights. Do you ever and stop? Do you ever just stop, Becky? I didn't mean to stop you there, but do you ever just stop when you see these and yell, Hey, uh, why you got the lanterns and stuff? Why don't you come on over here and talk with us? Do you ever do that? Hell no, I don't. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd be like, I don't care who you are. I see what's up your hoods this far. Come on over. Let's talk. No. But we have gotten amazing pictures of black shadows with cloaks on them. You know, the pointed tops. Oh, man. Amaz- I'm talking serious. That's one reason that attracted the Ghost Adventures crew was the photos that we had. Sure. And we have. You know, of course, these amazing EVPs, um, people get scratched. It's extremely, it's an extremely violent bridge against women because I believe one of the spirits down there is named Steve and Steve was the Steve grand dragon. The ghost. Yeah. Yeah. He was the grand dragon of the KKK and I believe he was responsible for Oscar's death. And this guy, seriously, y'all was so evil you can look him up his last name is stevenson he was so evil this man he had four wives his last wife he beat her so badly because he wanted her to marry him and she wouldn't agree to it so he locked her up beat her and raped her and finally she agreed if he would take her to the doctor and the doctor there are records of this medical records that the doctor wrote cannibalism. Damn. Yes, because he had bit chunks out oh. of her. 
I would say that classifies yeah. as evil. Steve, oh, Steve Stevenson was not very nice. No. He, even at the age of 70, y'all, he was convicted of a rape of a 16-year-old. My God, this guy. Listen to him. Wow. He's a nutcase, and he hates women. So a lot of times the women are going to feel grabbed or they're going to get scratches. It, it, it happens a lot. Wow. Um, one of the Damn. creepiest things that I'll talk about very quickly is um, because there are so much uh, devil worshiping and satanic stuff going on, it is believed that there's a satire down at the bridge, which is half man and half goat that these people have conjured up because of the legend and all of this sort of thing. So one night we're sitting on the bridge. There's a small group of us, maybe four or five, and we're sitting in the center of the bridge and we're, we're doing EVPs or whatever it is that we're doing. And out of the corner of my eye, I can see down in the woods and I can see something coming through the woods. And I'm, I'm thinking, um, okay, it's just other people at the bridge because it is a public bridge, but mm-hmm. I keep seeing it getting closer and closer and closer. So I look around and now the group is intrigued. What's coming through the woods? What's coming through the sure. woods? So I see this white gown-looking thing, and on the top had a head of a goat, and it was more like a ram. Like it had big horns that wrapped around the front of the base. So this thing walks to the end of the bridge, and I'm telling the group, don't react. Just don't react. You know, uh, don't let them know, you know, anything. So it stops at the edge of the bridge. And I look at it, and I said, "Um, can I help you? It never says anything. Just stares. Oh, man. Yeah, there's there's four or five witnesses to this. It simply turns around and goes back down into the woods. It doesn't, uh, you know, disappear or any of that stuff. We can see it walking back down and towards the woods. Do I think it could be someone dressed up? Maybe. Becky. I don't. Why do you not chase these things? Come on. Chase it down. Did you miss the part (laughs) where the rapes hates women? I'm just saying. You know, you could be the first documented case. You know, I'm I'm just. You can make paranormal (laughs) history. (laughs) You mean what we were talking about earlier, you mean? Like the beginning of the show? I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I know I'm getting a lot of that right now on Facebook. People hit me up. Chase the thing. Chase the thing. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I have, I have done a lot of things down there by myself, and I'm not kidding. It is creepier than heck. Oh, I wouldn't chase it either. Female. To, to be honest, Becky, and, I, would, what? I would not chase it either. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't chase it. So, you know. No, uh, you just gave me crap and you wouldn't have chased it either. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have chased it either. I'm just hoping you'd do it. Well, now I was feeling bad because I didn't chase the darn thing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Don't I'm, feel I'm bad. only tough behind the microphone, okay? I, I'm, I'm in my safe, uh, I'm in my nice, safe, dimly lit radio studio. I'm safe. Listen, talking to you, you guys, I'll tell you what, you guys come down and go with me and we will chase it. I I'll will. Chase, I, 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 I will uh, watch Eric chase it. I will defend it. your honor, <laughs> you Belle of the South, you. Yes, yes. Well, we'll, you and I will sit back and watch you Eric flower chase flower of Texas womanhood. 
Wow. Oh my goodness, what the heck? Wow. I will I will defend you. That's okay. how I will do it in my mind. Listen, you had to bring fajitas, though, because now I'm starving well, to death yeah, for fajitas. Ex- exactly. Oh, so, I will. So I, will this... I will. I will. I okay. will. We'll have them airlifted in. <gasps> no, no. Yeah, let's and do dropped it. onto the bridge. <sighs> okay. All you right. know, I didn't know ghost hunting could get better, but let's throw some fajitas in, and it is better. Absolutely. It is better. And I it will be there better. to defend your honor and exactly. chase mean, nasty <laughs> ghosts. On a serious note, though. All this is going on. You have the Ku Klux Klan. You have the tragedy yeah. of the goat man being uh, really hanged for nothing more than being a colored man or a black man. Uh, his family killed. You have uh, Steve Steffens or Stevenson or whatever his name is running around the black, what you know, hates women, causing right. all this. My God, that is a haunted area. I'm surprised there there has there has to be books written about the place. I mean, you would think that there'd be more media coverage over how haunted it is and, and, and more shows wanting to go there rather than just ghost adventures. Well, we we have been approached. I know there is another television show coming next summer. I'm not allowed to say at the moment who it is, but it is somebody big on the Travel Channel, and um, they are very interested in the bridge they want to do um like a complete camp out no oh, wow. going filming and going out they want to stay two or three days solid down in the woods i'm telling you that is a bad idea but you know we'll do it i suppose well, i'm surprised you ever um, said there's a bigfoot hanging around to boot listen it's been talked about i haven't ever seen bigfoot you know there are some creepy things but who knows i mean yeah. this is texas Everything's big down that, here. That so. is true. That that is true. I remember when I was living down there, and they would tell me stories about you know ghostly happenings and Bigfoot and the actually the Dog Man. I think might have got his start in Texas, if I remember correctly. People oh. clear, and El Chupacabra is big down there. I heard all about that too. I know one thing about Texas. What's that? There's no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> No, there is no base in the Alamo. You're you're right. That's, you're right. It's one of the great lines but, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So are you? Uh, oh. Are 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 you? You're gonna go with this film crew. You're going yes. to uh, personally show them, give them a guided tour of the paranormal happenings of this bridge. I wonder if they will be brave enough to ch- give chase. I really am. Well, uh, you know what? They're brave enough to want to spend the night. Exactly. They, I mean. If they got those kind of cojones, you just never know. They might decide to bring the Nikes. Let me tell you another thing that is not paranormal, but is extremely serious at this bridge, and it is loaded with venomous snakes. Yeah, I'm, diamondbacks and oh my god, yeah. copperheads, yeah. water moxkins. and I mean, and don't forget black widow spiders are big down there. Heck yes, you don't want to mess with those. No, no. So they're they're not only they're facing the paranormal, what might happen to them if they do give chase, but they're also facing the critters that are equally or more deadly than any spook, specter, or ghost you're going to come up against. Right, right. It's hey, Becky. <laughs> this yeah. is hard to believe, but we are down to our final seven minutes. Why don't you tell us? I was reading your very fine blog, which can be found where? What is the address of that blog? Well, Eric, I am so glad you asked. It is BexGhostHunters.com. 
why don't you tell us a few of your most recent ghost hunts? I thought they were fascinating. You had all kinds of evidence. Just maybe pick the most recent one or just the most active one, because it looks like you've been doing lots of things lately. And people, everyone should go and check out your blog. It is rife with evidence. You got pictures. You got EVPs. It is a very nice site. I commend you. Oh, well, that means a lot coming from you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, I will talk about a, probably one of the most haunted places that I have ever been, and it was just recently in the past couple of weeks, and that is in Alton, Illinois, the Mineral Springs Hotel. I had not ever heard of this place. It was brand new to me, but the owners are fantastic there, and they allowed us to investigate um, the hotel at night. Um, one of the most amazing things about this hotel is it is built over a slaughter room. Oh. Talk about having the creep factor. Yeah. They, yeah, totally. Oh. They used, yeah, they used to have all of these pigs down in the bottom part of this hotel, this basement, and would slaughter them literally in this room and hang them from the ceiling. <sighs> so, yeah, when you go, you see all the little hooks down in the basement and it's just a creepy creepy place that does sound um, super creepy now if it would have been in texas i would have expected you to now say leatherface popped out with a chainsaw <laughs> it's like that yeah it's it hey. like that it is like that um we have some amazing evps that we have from this hotel we saw shadows unbelievable shadow figures that were just coming in and out of the doorways um, one of the coolest things I think that happened, and I'll go ahead and share it with you guys. I haven't blogged about it because I'm trying to put it together in a video because we have it on film, is there? it was probably 4 o'clock in the morning. There are only five of us girls in the basement. Or, I'm sorry, in this ballroom where we're seeing these shadows. We're the only ones in the whole hotel. We're sitting all on the floor, and we're filming, and we're talking to the shadow person, you know, um, can you tell us your name? It, you know, did you just move past here? Did you just do that? Okay, guys, seriously, I look up on the staircase, and it's an L-shaped. You know, it has a big bend in it, and it comes down to the ballroom. Mm -hmm. I see a ball sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, well, that's odd. What's the ball doing at the top of the stairs? You know? I don't recall that being there. I'm pretty sure we didn't put a ball at the top of the stairs. The ball is like a tennis ball. And I'm watching it. And all of a sudden, I mean, like with force, it starts bouncing down the stairs. Bounce, <laughs> bounce, bounce. It, The way it came down the stairs, it came through a little guardrail. It landed on the floor. Y'all, it was going very fast. So it should have rolled right across the room in front of us. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's, it has speed from coming down the stairs. It literally stops dead center in front of the doorway where the shadow spirit is or the shadow man that we've been seeing. Almost as if he reached his hand out and stopped the ball. It was absolutely whoa, amazing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it came down like somebody was bouncing it and playing with it and doing this and yeah. doing that. Wow. And, and did you watch it? Did you watch it come down? Oh, yeah, we have it on video. Man, yes, so, that that would have so, been cool to see. That that is super cool. That that it, is really cool. Listen, and the video has um some light language, put it lightly, <laughs> because we were so shocked. It's like, 
what the blank was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. What is that going on yeah, over there? Yeah. That that is a super cool story, and I suggest everyone go to BexGhostHunter.com. BexGhostHunter.com. Check out her blog, One Stop Shop. Kind of read what she's up to. There's some videos there. And, of course, really, really quick, tell everybody when your radio show airs and where again. Woohoo! Yes, listen to me on Tuesday nights, kcorradio.com. It's out of Las Vegas. It's called Bridging the Paranormal. It's a fun show from 7 to 8 on um, Texas time. It's Central time. So it's 7 to 8 Central time. Perfect. Make sure you tune into that show, and uh, we'll be going head-to-head Tuesday nights, Bex. Let's do you this. You and me, we're expanding to Tuesday <laughs> night as well. So, you know. I like your threatening voice. Listen yes. to both if you possibly can. <laughs> but uh, we're at the end of another show, and I want to thank you, uh, Becky, for coming on the show. And really, we enjoyed speaking with you. Some great stories, some really interesting stuff you uh, shared with us. And we'd like to thank you. You guys are awesome. Well, Come see you. me in Texas. Yeah, thank definitely, you for having me definitely. on. On behalf of myself, Joel Sturgis, of course, on behalf of me, and Mr. Eric Olson, we would like to thank you for listening to this edition of After Hours AM. Man, check out Texas. It's definitely the place to be. And look up more about your history in your area. Thank you for listening to this edition of After Hours AM. And please remember to like us on Facebook and also follow us over on Twitter.